I put on like something sexy and something that you would wear with a partner, you know? And I put it on for myself and got in front of the mirror, looked at myself, touched myself. And I remember being embarrassed. I was like, why am I embarrassed? I still think back on that experience with myself and just like, good job. Good. Mm. I kind of pat myself on the back because it felt like a leap. I'm Alexa, and you're listening to That Sex Check, a Soulfire production. Joining me on today's show is Amy Edwards, host of The Amy Edwards Show, which is one of the many ways that she shares her voice with the world. She's also the author of two books, a radio personality, and is a solo rock and roll artist. Super cool. Amy believes in using her voice to empower us all. In today's show, we're diving deep into feminine empowerment, sex and self-love, and how to be your best self, even if you're just discovering what that even is right before turning 50 years old. On to the show. Ah, Amy Edwards. (sighs) Are we taking a breath? I mean, I did, but we can take (sighs) one together. I like it. Yes. Well, you Mm. cued me to do it when you did it. Yeah. One big inhale, one big exhale. So for everybody who's listening, I think it's kind of impossible to hear someone inhale and exhale and not to go, I'm going to do that too. So everyone who's listening, big inhale and a big exhale. (sighs) I've never even thought about that, but you're right. We do do that, you know, and that's probably a good thing. We could probably get a lot of people to slow down. If we just started doing that, I wonder, mm-hmm. I don't know. I never really considered that. Yeah, I dig it. I, I say mm-hmm. it a lot whenever I'm in my uh, like coaching containers and I'm working with people, especially groups. Yeah. And I can tell that some people's brains are working overtime and like everybody all together, big inhale, big exhale. And it's like a reset for the whole, you know, zoom room, or if I'm actually yeah. facilitating in person, the room as well. It's like, Oh, I just <laughs> took a pause. It gets you Get you in your body a little yeah. bit more. Didn't even every time I didn't know I needed that. Wow. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what breath does? Mm-hmm. And Present you know, moment. oh God, I'm, I was about to slip into just asking you questions. Um, <laughs> but yeah, because I've been hearing so much. I've been, you know, working on my own sexual development. I'm sorry. I just jumped right in and started talking. Well, everyone, Amy something. Edwards is also a podcast <laughs> host. So yeah. that battle of the pods. <laughs> I know. Go for it. Um, Thank you for having me. I'm You're really welcome. excited to be here, Alex, and talk to you. But I was just thinking about, you know, getting in our bodies and breath during sex. And that's something that I haven't quite grasped. I haven't got the hang of yet. So it's just part of my journey. But sure. I like that. I remind myself consistently as well. I'm this, I am very much the same. I grew up with, and I'm sure some of the story might not be the same for you, but similar as I grew up, well, I had Catholic influences in, mm-hmm. in my upbringing and it was, you know, this is wrong and dirty and all of that. And so touching myself, I learned to do that at a very young age and it was not associated to anything logically that was sexual. Like that came much later, but even just the touching of the genitals was wrong. And so I just, I learned like you keep these things hidden and you also keep them quiet. And so when I learned to self-pleasure, uh, it was like, I need to ha- make this happen fast and silent and make sure that even the energy of it wasn't felt that someone would come and check on me or walk in on me or something like that. And so, you know, fast forward into adulthood and 
I'm like, oh, why, why, you know, to, to, to think about the power and the expansiveness that orgasm can be or that pleasure can be. And I'm like trying to keep it in this very tiny little box surrounded by my, you know, you know, just kind of trapped around my clitoris instead of feeling it throughout my body. And sometimes I'm, you know, breathing very shallowly and I'm trying not to make any sounds. And lo and behold, expansive pleasure and Tantra is breath, sound and movement and presence and slowness. And so literally everything that like I, I created those neural pathways for, I'm trying to break them. And even this far into my journey, you know, in my own personal journey, I'm like, man, I'm still having to coach myself sometimes in the moment. Take a breath, Alexa. make some sounds like the, you know, what would make this even better if I moaned, but like authentically, not like I saw in porn and all yeah. that, right? Because it's a totally different thing too. Like making these sounds that like I just saw mirrored in porn versus what is the sound that actually wants to come out of my body. So I don't know if any of that resonates. It 100% resonates. And not only does it resonate, it's, I mean, as much as, you know, I, I hope the best for you, of course, it's kind of comforting because a lot of times we feel alone on that journey. And just in the last year or two, as I've been talking to people like you on my show and, and working on my own sexual journey, I, I would say in the last two years, um, it, you know, I've had moments where I got triggered to felt feel like I was defective or mm-hmm. I wasn't, I just wasn't doing it right. And so, and everybody else over here having like 80,000 orgasms and I'm like full body orgasms through their throat, you know, and you're like, what, (laughs) you know, what am I doing wrong? I love my throat. And, um, so it's just, it's been, um, it's just, I just have to keep checking in and go, we have this conditioning, this old stuff that is hanging around that we have to essentially overcome and create new patterns around and breathe through it and not succumb to these old ways that we've been conditioned by society, religion, you name it, our parents, our friends, porn. Yeah. Take a breath. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's big. And it is. And, um, and just to, to highlight also, so I have, so, um, (laughs) without going too far into the story, but I have, someone in my life that helps around the house. And she is the daughter of a previous client and they've just come from Canada and, you know, moving away from what's going on in Canada and wanting to come to a place that was a little more, bit more open and free and just different. And so I'll just leave mm-hmm. it more or less at that. And so um, just to keep busy, she can't work or anything because she's Canadian. So just to keep busy and to make a little extra cash on the side, I have um, one of this client's daughters coming over and hanging out. Right. And so she comes over and she cooks, she loves to cook and she, um, you know, just does like house things just to keep busy and to make a little extra money. And anyway, my office is filled with sex toys and, and she's 20 and I had Mm -hmm. a big conversation with her yesterday, actually. And the question of, I think I want a vibrator like, what do I do? And I've never had an orgasm with a partner. And I think I'm broken. I've started to think that maybe I'm not sexual. Oh my God. I think I'm not sexual. And I'm, I was reminded that I'm hearing this information and I'm so in this world and I'm so just like on my education, sexual wellness, talking, talking, talking. And I feel like I've shown the, the, the description or like the, the actual image of a clitoris more times than I can count. So everyone in my field must know, you know, in my community space must know what the shape of the clitoris is like, but then I realize it doesn't matter how many times I'm shouting this information from the rooftops 
as publicly every day, there's still so many people who are missing it. that are not getting the information. And so I sat and had this whole like session conversation with her. I was showing her different vibrators and the different surface areas and why you'd want them. And then, you know, then questions about lube. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter your ethnicity, your location. Sex and relationships affects every person across the globe at every stage of their lives. I mean, and it, it doesn't matter if you're shouting it from the rooftops because, I, you know, I know because I've been there and you think, well, that's for everybody else. Mm-hmm. I'm clearly defective. Mm-hmm. And I've been noticing in my own relationship, it surprised me because I've been noticing these ways that um, I am conditioned from way back when to simply put someone else's pleasure above mine. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like that's probably what she's done too. She's never had an orgasm with a partner, yeah. you know, she's, we get conditioned to put someone else's pleasure above our own. And it's heartbreaking because why, why, why is theirs more important? And I tend to do that with my partner. Even now I'll still slip back into that. And it's like the breathing. I have to watch myself and check myself to go, you know what? Your pleasure is super important. And not only that, he likes it. So, you know, it's, it's okay in more ways than one. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, I I think that's so incredible that you had that conversation with her because you're changing her life, you know, and that's why we're having this conversation too, to be louder about that. And I like to speak up for someone my age too. Like you said, there's not an age limit. I mean, like imagine if she was 50 and saying that, you know, that that's like, heartbreaking, but also like there is still time. You can still get in touch with it. Cause I'm, I'm like sitting here facing 50 and I'm sort of like, what happens when I hit menopause? I don't even understand what menopause really is. <laughs> like nobody really talks about it that much, you know, sure. like I need to delve into it and figure it out. It's not like my mother taught me or something like that. And I mean, some people's probably do, but mine did not. And so, you know, I don't know what that means sexually. I don't know what that means for my hormones and for everything else. So, you know, it's just this sort of progression through womanhood Mm -hmm. and being okay with your journey, wherever you're at. Our favorite place to shop for crystal glass and metal toys is Yoni Pleasure Palace. Sacred squirters, cervix serpents, yoni eggs, prostate massagers, anal plugs and beaded wands, G-spot massagers, and something Jordan and I use all the time and even travel with, our plush velvety waterproof blanket. Every product feels so special when it comes from YPP. It's probably because of the care that is taken not only in the development of the toy, but in the packing and delivering of the toy. When you collect, because it's definitely a collection of sexy works of art, when you collect a new item, it comes with not only information on how to use it, but to also respect and revere it, along with cultivating respect and reverence for your own body and your own sexuality. I can't sing YPP's praises enough. To add to your collection, visit yonipleasurepalace.com and make sure to use the code THATSEXCHICK, all one word, at checkout for 10% off your order. And pretty please, if you share your items on social media, tag me. I'd love to see what you choose and celebrate you. Yeah. Yeah. Which is something that I really love about you and your brand and your message is that Thank you, you. you live it out loud. And it's like, here, here I am, 
you know, bear witness more or less to it all. And I love that you are, I mean, the first word that comes up is a cheerleader for people wherever they're at right now, you know, find, find the beauty in the mess and also celebrate the victories. And, um, and I loved being on your show and getting to bring this topic onto the show. And I was really excited to bring you on to that sex chick. That way we could talk about, you know, a little bit of your journey and the realness, you know, because you have a very motivational, very inspirational story in the way that you share your message, which is not for everybody. You know, like I think people know it generally in their lives. Like there's one person that like I might admire or even looking at people online. It's like, oh, cool. Like they're, they're public with their story. But that's really not very many people's paths to be this open and this public. And like, I'm sharing all of my pieces and parts of me so that you can feel not alone and so that you can take the next step in the, in the direction that you desire. And so I'm excited to, to dig in on your journey Thank you. specifically. Thank you. And then mm-hmm. just talk about really how you've discovered yourself along your, along mm-hmm. your journey and through your life, being a mom getting into the relationship that you're in now, having the brand and the business that you have now, finding self-love through the process. And then, you know, what comes up when you're challenged at almost 50 years old about sex still? What does that yeah. mean? What's the meaning you give it? You know, all of that. So if you wouldn't mind, I know we jumped right in and we're just chit-chatting like it's girlfriends. Um, but yes. I would love if you like took a moment and just kind of more or less introduced who you are and what you do. Awesome. I want to say thank you too. And the episode that you were on with me was just so enlightening and so incredible. I've used your, um, will, won't, will, want, won't list. And it's eye opening and wonderful. I highly recommend your resources. So Mm. thank you again for all that you shared. It's, it's really been magnificent for me and thank you for everything that you just said right there. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, I do share from my heart. I do work hard to, be really open about every single part of it. Even as I sit here, you know, with fake lashes on and I mean, like my makeup on and all that, you know, like I'll tell anybody everything I've done, you know, I don't care. Why are we being secret about anything? I don't give a shit. Like you want to know, I'm going to tell you. And, um, I do it not only for other people, so they're not alone, but I do it for myself too, because I've discovered the more open I am, the more freeing it is, the more confident I feel the more connected I feel and the more I'm just living in straight up truth. And my mission right now is to just get as truthful as possible and still retain kindness, but just get fucking truthful. Because I think through my life, I started out as the younger child in my house, my home. I have an older sister and I was cute and I was, you know, curly hair and big cheeks and I found that my voice, I'm, I've just realized now that my voice wasn't really heard or listened to. I mean, they loved me. They listened sort of, you know, but I was a little and cute and young and a girl. And um, I really never felt heard. And I think that that has had good and difficult repercussions throughout my life. I think it's a big reason why I sit in front of a microphone for a living now, uh, whether it's radio or podcast or vo- I do some freelance voice work as well. And so I think that, I think that magnifying my own voice has been a big process for me in being heard. And I'm still working on that as far as like in my relationships, speaking my boundaries where I am now and speaking truth. And so 
I progressed. And, you know, as I said, I do this for myself too. I, but I do it for others too, because I've been through a lot. I have been married twice. I got married. Well, let me back up a little bit. I started working in radio about 30 years ago, and I've done that off and on over the years and really loved it. I studied philosophy and religion in college and moved to Austin. And I've been here ever since, since 1994. And I got married and had a child with my first husband, but he was raised Catholic. So I did try to convert to Catholicism. It didn't stick. And I'm way more like, give me the moon and nature and all that. And um, we tried, but we were very different. And, you know, the Catholic conditioning is deep. That shit runs deep, as you know. And I saw that firsthand with him. And there were just things that he couldn't express and wasn't going to. And I longed for so much more. And so we divorced. I left him. I cheated. I left him. I had a daughter who was one and a half at the time. She's now 16 and a half. And um, and then I moved on to another relationship that was much more open in that regard. Um, but ultimately there were things that did us in like substances, drinking, things like that. And again, I left and we have a daughter as well. So being divorced twice, meanwhile, through all this, both my parents passed away and I had a severe injury in 2006 when my daughter, my first daughter was one, I broke my leg and tore my ACL, smashed my tibial plateau and uh, had to have extensive surgery and, and learn to walk again, essentially. So, um, so those were all just big pieces of transformation, mainly in my thirties and becoming a mother and not having my mother. And I just started to realize like, who am I becoming? What example am I setting? What am I speaking out in the world? And podcasts kept coming my way. Radio kept coming my way. And I just kept stepping into that and my music career as well. Uh, around my late thirties, I had some friends that wanted to learn instruments. And so they invited me to join them and I picked up a guitar and then started singing with them too. And I mean, we banged it out. We weren't particularly good, but we did it anyway. And we were, we were just doing it. And I thought, well, I have something to say. So I wrote some songs and that band broke up and I thought, well, I've been doing this for three years. I might as well keep it up. I enjoy it in a way that pushes me out of my comfort zone. So I don't fully enjoy it, but it's enjoyable in the way that it brings me to a new level. And so I have written and recorded about five albums now, uh, albums and EPs. And my most recent was Magic in 2018. I recorded a double album with my co-producer and collaborator, AJ Vallejo. And we, um, it, it was a, an exercise in art and transformation and just a, just an artistic statement on transformation really. And I, I just found myself really using my voice in so many ways and excited to see what else I could do. And songwriting pushed me into a new way of being honest too. Like the most powerful songs are the ones that are really honest and come from the heart. That's what speaks to us in music. And so I had to push myself to not lean on anybody else to write the music, to write it myself, to really come from the heart, to figure out what I was trying to say. And that's been something that has fed my podcasting too, and just my voice in general and leaning into truth. 
leaning into truth. And that's what it comes down to with sexuality too. I think, and all that you do is, are we going to be honest about it? Are we going to talk about it? It's a part of everybody's life. Are we going to sit with our daughters and say, oh no, she's, she's not having, she's not dating till she's 30, you know, or some shit like that. (laughs) When I hear men say that, I'm like, really? Because we're all sexual beings. So I believe that it's important to, as women, model that, embrace that, teach it to our daughters. I mean, I teach it to mine. My 12 year old's not quite ready for it. She's still like, mom, don't talk about it. But you know, she'll get there. And I keep the dialogue open for sure. And um, and it's led me to here to this show now, the Amy Edwards show, which is about transforming our lives. And what you said has really stuck with me, Alexa. Um, when you said sexual development is personal development, I really thought a lot about that. And I agree. What we're doing in the bedroom reverberates throughout our lives. And I feel like just now I'm really discovering that through two marriages and everything you think you, you think you're figuring it out, but there's always new levels to reach. So the, the work is never done. The, you know, it's never a box that's checked. It's a journey. And I think that if we just stay focused on that and that wherever you are is okay, that's really a lovely, comforting thought <laughs> because I am still, as I said, working through being surprised that I'm still putting his pleasure first. I, and I, I have this deeply inside me and I'm like, damn it. You know, no, we're equal. I know that. And yet again, like you're like the girl that you spoke with, you know, we can hear it all day, but you can just think, no, uh, not me. Like clearly I'm not capable. I mean, we had a conversation he and I had a, I'm just, I'm just rambling now, but he and I had a conversation about orgasms the other day, my partner, Justin and I, and, um, and I was like, I just, uh, you know, all these women say like, they're having all these multiple orgasms and all that. And I was like, I don't think I'm capable of that. And he was like, you can have an orgasm. You have plenty of times. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, so your body works. <laughs> you know. He's like, all we have to do is just take the time and, you know, and, and you do you just have to take the time, just have to take the time. And I've had to cut myself off from vibrators right now. And I'm, I'm just like tapping into my own body and that's its own interesting process. Mm. So, okay. TMI. But when is it not TMI over here at that sex chick? <laughs> so I ovulate on the full moon. And I have my period on the new moon, witchy, right? My most recent period brought on some low-level headaches, cramping, and fatigue. And some cycles, it's a bit worse than others. Overall, I feel pretty fortunate that I've never had it all that bad with PMS or period symptoms. But occasionally, I do have it bad enough that my little holistic everything self starts considering the Advil liquid gels. If I can, though, my preference is to stay as natural with my products as I possibly can. This time around, my most recent cycle, I tried a really high quality CBD, CBN blend to help with my cycle. And I was so pleased with how it supported me. I actually didn't have very high hopes. um, So when I noticed that the cramps and the headache actually started to subside and started to mellow out, I was really surprised and certainly relieved. 
Something that can also get a little wonky at various times in my cycle is my sleep. The past two months, I've tried a special sleep blend of CBD about 30 minutes before bed to support me in getting better, deeper sleep as well. Cured is swiftly taking over my medicine cabinet. I never thought super high quality CBD or CBN would be so beneficial in my life. Whether I'm taking it to help curb anxiety, to give me a brain boost when it's partnered with adaptogenic mushrooms, whether it's to help me sleep better or even help my dogs chill the fuck out when company is over. I'm truly digging it. And I think you will too. To give Cured Nutrition a try, go to curednutrition.com. The code, that's XCHICK, will give you 10% off your order unless you're already scooping up a bundle that includes lots of savings. Once you give her a try, please reach out to me and let me know how it goes. I love having the space to introduce you to companies and products that I personally use and love. We, Sex and Love Co., have super high standards when it comes to collaborating with other companies and other brands. And as a small business owner myself, I also love having the opportunity to support other small businesses as well. Where, where'd that, where'd that hit you? That was beautiful. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Your story. I mean, Thank you. I, I've yet to hear a person's journey through life and the retelling of their journey through life and been like, yeah, that was terrible. Go back, <laughs> yeah. go back to like the middle and like figure that out. You know what I mean? And I, and I love the, the, uh, the pointing out of where you're at is really great right now. And also on top of that, not only is wherever you're at great for right now, it's, it's necessary in order to get somewhere else. Right. So it's necessary. If you think I want to have multiple orgasms and I want to have this great pleasure and I want to see the, I want to go into the cosmos with my sex life. I want to experience God. Like that's huge to say that to someone that's like, I don't know if I've had an orgasm or like, I'm, I'm just challenged having an orgasm or experiencing pleasure, much less an orgasm with a partner. Um, or is feeling super challenged by about touching themselves when no one's around. Like some people, I realized that over the years that some people are more challenged by the self homework than they are with the partnered homework because they have that. I can perform and I have something to do with another person yeah. instead of really focusing on myself. And then when I say, okay, well, here's your homework, that thing that you, that you're, that is so, you know, you're like, can I just do the, can I just reserve this for the partner? Well, this is really, really important how you interact with yourself. So to think about this grand, holy shit, God, sex, whatever, it's like, I can't, I can't even like consider, how about we like dial that back quite a bit and, and think, okay, well, if it, or if you're inspired by that, where you're at right now, the challenge in the self-love or the self-pleasure and all that is a part of the process that leads you to that huge expansive experience or the ex- experiences that people talk about. Like these other people say they're having, you know what I mean? They had their own mm-hmm. journey leading. It's only a handful of people that I've ever met that have been like, yeah, I've been this orgasmic being since the womb. And I'm like, oh, well, good for you. Wow. <laughs> you know, the wind, the wind Go blows, them. the wind blows briskly <laughs> on their face and they're like, oh, I just had a little orgasm, tiny death. And you know, like, oh yeah. Maybe we appreciate it more when you have to work for it. <laughs> I'm going to tell maybe. myself that. We, but you know what? Really, we'll yeah. have a big appreciation for it. That's for sure. Because it's not something I would ever take for granted. I don't yeah. think. I mean, I'd yeah. love to, you know, I the, guess. The people that experience that I've, I've come to discover, they're challenged by things that I'm really great at. Ah, like you what? You know what I mean? I, so, you know, usually people who are very little, or, you know, uh, very 
let's just say there's a, a certain type of sexuality influencer or sexuality sure. educator that I am, I don't really resonate with. Like I resonate on some level, but I am not like them. Okay. I am not this very feminine kind of flowy creature. That's just like, you know, the wind blows and I have an orgasm and I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not pouring my period blood on my plants and I'm not like making mm-hmm. a face mask out of it. And, and I think that that's beautiful and that's, that's got a place in this sexual wellness and sexual expression and like learning your body and all that. I think it's got a place that I have not taken that as a part of my message and mission to, to do those things and be that way. I feel very alpha. I feel very masculine to me in a lot of ways. Um, femininity is in an interesting way, a logical choice at times mm-hmm. because of the way that I was raised because of the single mom military, you know, she's been married five times. Like I, I have ways that, that like, there are reasons why I have turned out the way that I have turned out. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to, I refuse to go, Oh, something's wrong with me. If I can't do what they do, I'm a different woman. And so for those people in those space, what I've realized a lot of times they they have challenge with structure. They have challenge with actually making money or making a business out of um, their, their message and their wisdom that they possess. They have, they are, they're challenged by that because everything's so, kind of so flowing and reliant on inspiration. When I am calendars and meetings, and this is how mm-hmm. we move this thing forward and also inspiration and creativity and like our deeper purpose. Sure. So like I find, you know, I, I'm leaning in more to like, what do these people who are so flowing all over the place and making period blood masks, what do they have to teach me? And can I check my judgment or my ego on the side and go like, what gift do you have that I can receive? And that Mm -hmm. has taken, that's like a whole other conversation about like um, female connection and friendship and seeing other women as not a threat, but another beautiful iteration of womanhood. And there's some, there's some mystery there. There's some um, you know, lesson or token or key that I, I can get gifted if I am open enough and receptive enough that I can get from, from them and vice versa. Still going strong over here, y'all. Everyday Dose has helped me transition off of coffee and into more presence, less angst, and more sustainable energy in my life. With a third of the caffeine compared to coffee, this mushroom blend features sun theanine, lion's mane, chaga, and collagen protein. And it actually tastes great. Ready to kick coffee with me, but keep the yummy morning Bev? Go to everydaydose.com, code that sex chick for savings at checkout, even if the items you are purchasing are already discounted. Yeah, baby. Everydaydose.com. Well said. Well said. I really think so. And I think that circles right back around what you just said, because when we can appreciate our own gifts and our own little specific things, quirks, whatever Mm -hmm. you want to call them, um, and our own gifts, when we have an appreciation for those, we're able more to see it in other people, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're able to say, well, I have my own thing and I'm, I feel really secure. I feel really good about this. I feel really, uh, in love with myself. And then you're able to do that way more easily. It's not that there's not a little insecureness. Like, is that better? Is that worse? Let me weigh this. Let me, you know, let me compare, let me figure out, am I defective? And she's not, you know? And, um, and so it comes right back to that self-love, or at least that's what I've been learning. And I've enjoyed learning that. 
Another thing that you said too, you were talking about uh, people who are challenged by the self-love, self-pleasure part mm-hmm. of it. And during the pandemic, um, I can't remember. I don't think I told you this on my show, um, but I'll tell you again. <laughs> um, <laughs> did, yeah. So here we go. So during the pandemic, I stopped dating, obviously, uh, because, you know, pandemic. And yeah. so I was just kind of, I was like, you know what, this is a great time for me to tap into my own self-love, self-pleasure practice. And so I had my yoni egg and whatever else, but I decided to do a few things that really pushed my limits with myself. And one of those was, I remember one day I put on like something sexy and something that you would wear with a partner. You know, mm-hmm. I put on like this uh, black thing, you know, straps and whatever else. And, um, <laughs> you know, and, and I put it on for myself and got in front of the mirror and, you know, looked at myself, touched myself, like did the whole thing. And I remember being embarrassed in that moment, kind of. And I was like, why am I embarrassed? What am I? what am I, am I worried about people looking down from heaven? My dead parents, I, you know, what am I worried? Like, what are we worried about? God looking at us, Jesus you know, is watching we do it with a partner. What's yeah. the difference? So, um, I had to just really like push that aside and it was a big lesson. And I still think back on that particular experience with myself and just like, good job. Good. Mm. I kind of pat myself on the back because it felt like a leap. And I don't know why being with ourselves can feel so strange and so vulnerable, even when no one's watching. Isn't that wild? And like a self-love practice is the same way. I don't know if you've read, uh, love yourself, like your life depends on it by Kamal Ravikant. Highly recommend that book. It's very simple. And he talks about his own self-love process. And he stares into his own eyes every day, sets a timer on his phone for five minutes, stares into his own eyes in front of the mirror and tells himself how much he loves himself. Right. I love you. Life loves you. Uh, you know, I love you, Amy, like use your name. And it feels so vulnerable and so weird. And even looking in your own eyes is a wild experience that most of us don't do. And here mm-hmm. we are and we're, and we're looking at everybody else's eyes. So, but we have trouble with that. Mm-hmm. It's huge. And something I want it to is. highlight in your storytelling is that you are up to this point, up to pandemic, a mom of two, teenager, one of them, preteen, the other one. And you're just having that particular experience. Yeah. You know, it's never too late to, to jump in and get started and to get out of the comfort zone and to get to a place where it's like, oh yeah, it's just, it's too far. I'm too, I'm too in, you know, too in my ways. You know, like when does that? Oh, I've had, I hear people say that all the time. I really do. And and it it, it kind of makes me sad because I'm like, no, 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 you're not. No, you're not Yeah, like you, you can do this, you know, you can, you can do it. And I mean, I really went from one marriage straight into the other marriage. Mm. And so I didn't, I didn't have time on my own time to explore time to date. I basically dated some, you know, when I was growing up and then started dating my first husband when I was about 24 and then cut to me finally, like second divorce single 
by myself, really having time by myself and embracing that at 46, 47, whatever I was. And, and so I thought, well, I guess maybe I'm, you know, I thought it was a gift. I was like, this is a gift. This is a gift to be alone at this time. I had been dating and was having to learn how to date essentially. And enjoy the process, enjoy meeting people and not be like, Oh, I hate dating, you know, and all mm-hmm. that bullshit that you hear. And I'm like, turn that shit around either, either don't do it or do it and enjoy it. Yeah. And I mean, crucial, enjoy what you're doing or don't fucking do it. Yeah. And so anyway, so I was like, well, what if I never meet somebody that I want to spend my life with? What if it's just me for the rest of my life? What if, what if it is? And so I thought, well, I better fucking enjoy this body because it's not getting any younger. (laughs) I better, I better love it. I better treat myself well. I better show up for myself. I better get myself off and feel like full body, you know, good bliss. And so that's what I did. So I considered the pandemic a huge gift in that regard. And that's what I worked on and ended up just loving myself. And I think it's really spilling out in other ways in my life. And, and even now I've, so so my partner was in in addiction and he's an addict and he just went through treatment and we've been coming out of that, but I was coping by eating in the last say six months. And I gained about 20 pounds that I still haven't lost. And, and I'm just surprised because I know the old me would have like beat myself up about that and not been able to love myself and shit like that. And instead I'm like, I'm really happy. (laughs) I feel great. I, I love myself. I'm just trying to make healthier choices now and fit back in my clothes. And, um, but I'm like, so surprised at the self-love that I have in this moment. And I think Mm. that it is all a result of just those practices of really embracing where you're at and not wishing for something else. So if somebody is listening and, you know, dating or whatever, I mean, love it. Maybe it's a gift. Maybe being on your own is a gift. Maybe it's a time to explore yourself. Like, like you said about this necessary moment to get to where we're going this necessary moment. I I love that. I have, I haven't really thought of it. I thought of it as, you know, yes, you are where you're supposed to be kind of a thing, but thinking of it as a necessary moment is really cool because it is, this is a necessary moment to get to where we're going. And I, in fact, I've encouraged Justin to think of his addiction that way, not in those words, but now that I have those words, I will, but like to find gratitude for it. And, but yeah, like him relapsing was a necessary part of our relationship and his, his own development. And it surprised me because I had wished so many times for a fully sober Justin and now I got it. It took that those necessary things it took those relapses were necessary that all of it all the bullshit the lying the stuff we had to go through the anger it was all necessary it was just necessary <laughs> right right you can't skip it and you can't the, skip the, oh, the alternative the alternative is bypassing which uh, is an interesting journey to take because when you bypass the 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 path that you're on it loops back around <laughs> 
You know, it's like I'm it ain't no gonna, bypass after all. Like Mario, <laughs> it's a little clover leaf thing where you just go yeah. round and round. <laughs> like like how Mario hops in the game, you know, and he goes and he skips over some stuff. Yeah, and the next thing you know, like the whole thing, like you, you die and you start over again, and it's like, God damn, I'm I'm <laughs> looking at this part of the path one more time, uh, dredging up some stuff, healing mm-hmm. some stuff, moving through some stuck energy or feels or emotions or something. Peeling, That's been a fairly yeah, so totally. That's been a fairly new term for me. Um, spiritual bypassing. I've just mm-hmm. learned it maybe in the last year, and I didn't have a solid grasp on it until recently. But mm-hmm. it's been interesting to explore that on my own because I think I had some real moments come up where I could have done that. I, you know, was going through a lot of anger and a lot of emotions when he was in rehab. But again, I was like, this is necessary, and I was like somehow the universe gave me time to process that my radio job was on pause for like over a month, just, just randomly. Cause the Statesman was moving. And I was like, huh, I have like time where I don't have to do my regular radio gig. And I was like, wow. And I can just sit here and stare at the wall and process this and journal and do whatever I need to do and not skip over it and not bury it, not, not spiritually bypass it. Cause mm-hmm. That's what it is. It's when we don't deal with those traumas and they are traumas. What traumas are big, small, they don't, it doesn't matter. You call them what they are. They're traumas. And so, you know, to deal with those traumas and get through them and come out healthier on the other other side. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the phrase, the only way out is through. Mm -hmm. I, uh, it's funny. I go to say that and I immediately, my mind immediately goes to, I'd never skied before. And I was with all my friends in Utah and we were going in Powder Mountain. And I was like, I'd spent just a few, I did a lesson and I spent an hour or so on the bunny slopes and everybody's like, let's all just go do one green together and, or blue or green. I can't remember whichever uh-huh. is the lowest, right? Green. And I think, I'm like, yeah. okay. And so I go, okay. If it's like the bunny, but maybe a little bit more than the bunny, right? The bunny is <laughs> a like a green. hill. Yeah. Like yeah. the bunny's like a hill, a little slopey hill. And I'm, and all of a sudden we all go, we're on the way to get to where the green is. And it's a blue, a little portion <gasps> is blue on the way. And I just like talk to myself. I'm like, I can do it. It's a short, I can just pizza and whatever. You know, if anybody's ski that's listening, like you put your skis in a particular way. And I had never even seen fucking snow like this before in my life. I'm from South Louisiana. I'm like, (laughs) I've only ever seen this in the movies. I'm like, do not compute. And I'm strapped to all these contraptions. Right. And I'm like, you can do it. You've never even walked on fucking snow. So I'm like, start to go down. And I start to go fast pizza, not helping. And I just like, lay back and until I stop and I like yard sale, I learned what the term is now, (laughs) right? The skis broke off. They popped off. They flew in the air. The sticks were away. Everything was all over the place. And I was in the middle of the slope. I couldn't walk back up. And the only way to get down was to go down. (laughs) The only way to move from where I was, was to keep going the rest of the way. And in my head, I just kept going. I was fucking pissed. I was mad at everybody. You like, you motherfuckers lied to me. This is not easy. I hate this. I probably broke something. Like I had a whole meltdown and Jordan just came to me and was like, I'm going to shaman you through this mountain. 
down this mountain. And he stayed with me while everybody else kept going. He was like, the only way out is through. The only way out is through is the next step. And I'm going to be here with you and it's going to be okay. And you're probably going to fall again. And it's going to be okay. I'll help you get up because that was a whole process, like 15 minutes to try and strap back into all the shit where it was all over the place in the snow and then strap back in. And then nobody says when you go to ski that one of the hardest parts is then trying to stand back up after you're on your ass. Yeah. Like, like it's hard because the skis just keep moving it's around. It's really hard. And yeah. you've got snow in your glove yeah. and yeah. you're and just like, great. So your butt cracking down your shirt. <laughs> and even if you're strapped <laughs> in, it's like, how did it get in there? So, yeah. Um, so yeah. And then that just is the, and that as soon as we start talking about this, I immediately go back there. And the rest of my friends had so much fun on this ski trip that it's an annual thing. And uh, we're a couple weeks away from going to Breckenridge. <gasps> oh, it's coming up. It's coming again. It's and you're doing coming it again. I and you're doing I it. I, I am. I am. I am willingly slow glut, glutton for punishment in a sense. But it's one of those things. I think humans are really built for this challenging things. We're on the other side, because when I finally got down that thing, it was like I won a gold medal at the Olympics. Yeah, for sure. I was like, for yes, sure. you know, <laughs> and I was like, fuck you. And yes, like at the same <laughs> time, I couldn't even with myself. And I was like mad and proud and all these things. And um, I kept calling it my Utah knee because I think I little did a little something weird in my um in my knee, like in one of the muscles, but like it got better. But it it kind of hurt. The biggest thing that the Utah knee led me to was it was hard for me to be on top with Jordan. And so oh, like, yeah. I would sit mm-hmm. on my knees and I go, I can't do this because of skiing four, four <laughs> months ago. <laughs> and ski injury. Like, I don't know if you're just lazy and you don't want to do it, or <laughs> if this really did happen, or if it's like psychosomatic you know, so that I can keep remembering this like challenging time. But I I say, I share that story, like just for fun. And also like, that's an illustration of it. And like extrapolate that into the, into a life lived. And it's just a series of those things of challenges and breakdowns and breakthroughs. And I want to loop this back around to your story in the last several years of your life. Cause I know you said you're approaching 50. Mm -hmm. So you'll be 50 this year in 2022. Another August baby. Yep which I love. Um, so you also share the, we are in Texas in the hottest month of Texas and it is our mm-hmm. birthday and mm-hmm. everyone wants to leave and go to cooler places. Oh, so mine especially share. sucks because it's the beginning of school too. Yeah. So like even growing up, God it was damn. like the first day of school sometimes. And I was like, well, no one gives a shit. So, uh, <laughs> all right, well, we'll message you. T- I'll message you yeah. whenever our birthdays come uh, running around. I'm like you are special and this month is special. <laughs> and you know, anyway, so Loop back around to like the last handful of years, because it sounds like the last handful of years have been some of the most transformative of your life. And I want to really highlight the fact that you've gone through your life, two marriages, two children, and then you are midway through your forties. And it's now is like transformation, personal development, spirituality, all that is, it seems as though it was about that time that it started kind of showing itself to you. All these things started showing the ahas. Um, it all started to kind of click. Is that, is it fair to say that yeah, that was for about sure. it? Mm-hmm. So as you started to have these realizations at this particular point in life, which I just, I love that so much. Like I had my mom on the show and she found love. She found her yes. longest relationship of her life at 50 years old. Beautiful. So she's 65 now. They've been together o- over 15 years. Beautiful. And that's only post 50 years old, right? So like, I just, I want to really highlight that this is normal and it happens for so many people. It's not like I'm too far gone, like we said before. So tell me a little bit about the awakening phase and how you started to really prioritize your self-worth 
and your self-love. And then you've mentioned, uh, Justin, and you've mentioned, you know, the challenges with addiction and being in, in relationship and all of that. So I would love to hear about that part that was right before you met Justin and then how y'all wound up, wound up coming together and really the things that you've learned about yourself and relationship going through this, you know, next great love, I would say of your life. Granted, yeah. I don't know how many loves you've really had. Maybe you weren't married. Yeah. Um, I really wanted more. I think that it, it boils down to that. And if you're listening to this and you want more, then that's the path you're going to get. So be careful too, because you learn more in a lot of difficult ways, like getting forced to go down a mountain when you really fucking don't want to, you know, and, uh, but you're going to end at the end, feeling really fucking proud of yourself and you're going to feel really good. And with age, I realize that I'm going to feel that way at the end. So it's, it's okay to get through the uncomfortableness, you know, it's okay to be in the uncomfortableness. Cause I know from experience that I'm going to come out better. And I think that I just really was wanting more and to embrace more and to learn more and to up-level whatever this life is and to make it great. And I was kind of searching, I was just searching for something and I had manifested this show and I was still kind of nervous about it, had signed with the podcast network. So this was 2019, 2020. And I'd been doing the self-love stuff and just, just pushing myself. But I was like, I need more. And I didn't really have community. I didn't feel like I was with a group of people that uh, I didn't even understand the value of community to tell the truth. I didn't understand that there, there were ways to connect with people on all of this stuff. Even though I do podcasts, I still didn't understand that we could really go next level if we had a positive supportive community. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of searching for that. I had just sort of put it out there in the world and I was scrolling Instagram one day and fit for service popped up fit for service is Aubrey Marcus's mastermind group and are headed up by Aubrey Marcus, but there's other coaches as well. And I was like, this sounds cool. I had kind of followed Aubrey and knew who he was, you know, and I thought, fuck it. I'm just going to apply for this and see if I get in, see if it aligns. Cause it sounds like a community. It sounds like interesting. It sounds like some next level learning. And so I applied and I got in like right away. And they were like, we would like a video application. And I was like, fuck it. They don't like me. Like I was sweaty. I'd just driven like 19 hours to Florida or something. And I was like, I'm gross. I'm just going to send a video just like this and see. And so I did. And I just said, you know, what I was searching for and that that I had joined some different groups, but they weren't really resonating. They weren't going next level. And I, and I got in and our first, our first meetup in person was in Sedona in fall of 2020. And I went and ended up discovering whole new ways of learning, of being, it opened me up in ways that completely surprised me. And like you, I had that hill moment. I had that mountain moment, that mount, that on skis moment where I was like, you can call it a hill. It was a glorified, whatever. It was a glorified hill <laughs> that I was trapped there on. There were moguls. There were. <laughs> um, so I did, I had, we, we did some really powerful breath work while we were there, breath work ceremony. And if you've never done that, it is hard. And we started talking about breath in this episode and it's just challenging. And I didn't understand. I thought, oh, I've been doing Wim Hof, whatever, you know, I got this. That's no, 
I was wrong. No, it was really, really tough. I was sure I was doing it wrong. I had basically a complete breakdown Mm -hmm. and I thought about leaving. I thought, I'm going to fuck this. I got to go. I got, I got to leave. I can't do this. The next day we were doing a soul wander by ourselves, wandering around Sedona for five hours. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to get lost anyway. I hate this. I hate everything. I'm quitting podcasting. I'm quitting my, like I went to an extreme. I was like, I'm quitting fucking everything mm-hmm. and I can't do this. And, um, I reached out to Caitlin Howe, one of the coaches. She was my coach. And she was like, just come today if you haven't left yet. <laughs> Cause I was like, I'm going to catch a flight. I'm not going to She was like, just come today. You know what? I have those moments to just show up, see what happens. And she was right. I did show up, which is, I don't know, 80% of the battle showing the fuck up and putting your skis back on. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you struggle to stand back up. You do it. And I, I had an, I had an absolutely magnificent soul wander that got me quiet, got me out of my head, reconnected me to nature. But then we came back in a community and we were able to process things in that community. And during that trip as well in Sedona, we did some powerful male, female exercises that I hadn't done before. We connected in community. We connected with our like female and masculine in ways where, I mean, we had a man bow at our feet for like way, way, way long time. I was going to say too long, but no. And I'd never experienced that. And it brought things up in women about worthiness and everything else. And I was just, I was stunned by the work we were doing. And that day that we did the masculine feminine work, it was led by Christine Hassler and Stephanos Stefandos. And damn, are they magicians powerful. and so powerful. And we did an exercise during that where we step, I think it's one of their common ones where you step forward and step back if you've experienced something. And there's women on one side, men on the other. And um, it, the point is to know that men and women experience the same things, mm-hmm. bullying, sexual abuse, whatever it may be. And to see, to generally, to genuinely see that they are going through the same things and we don't have to feel that disconnect. And it was just so powerful. And I had a really long, you were supposed to look at the people across from you. And I stared at this one guy for way too long and he didn't look away. So I was like, well, I won't look away either, which is uncomfortable. And we just stared and stared. And then finally he looked away, but it was a really powerful, heartfelt moment. And afterward we chatted a bit, you know, later that night and he was wearing roller skates and a Viking hat and whatever else that night for the talent show. And I was like, who is this guy? And so I had to check in with myself because I was like, we're not here for that. You know, I'm, I'm here for my own self-development, but I met him and I was interested. And that same day, it turned out my divorce was final. I had just powerful healing around my divorce, around masculine and feminine and just connected with community. I actually ended up getting a tattoo that day, which is about like healing through community because they were doing free tattoos. And so anyway, suffice it to say, it pushed me to another level. And I met him there, Justin, who is now my partner. And about a month later, he was my first guest on my podcast because he was coming to town to do Aubrey's podcast. And so you know, we had our first date that day and I was like, this is different. This, it, it just felt 
way more aligned with what I was looking for, which was somebody that was on a path of spiritual betterment and really showing up for life in a big way. And like I do, cause I'm like, if I'm going to live it, I'm going to just show up for it in a big way, except when I have the big breakdowns, but I usually come around. And so that's how we first connected and our relationship just moved really, really quickly. And yeah, it's surprised me a lot because he's 15 years younger than me. And so I wasn't sure, you know, I, I like younger men and I had dated some, I had never before that dated anyone, even dated anyone younger than me at all. And so when I started dating after my divorce, I was like, I'm going to date some younger people, just see what it's like. And here I am, but Mm -hmm. it, it, it opened me up. I think I was working on myself enough to know that I had this, like I did that. What if it's just me? And I was able to let go in a relationship in a way where I wasn't, I mean, let go, like detach Mm -hmm. from outcome. And we moved in together very quickly, but I still worked to detach from whatever was going to happen and just trust that where I was, was necessary. Trust that where I was, was where I'm supposed to be. And, um, we've had quite a path because all of the relapses that he's had and ultimately him going back to treatment. It was his second time. And so suffice it to say, we're still together and more in love than ever. And it's been an incredible journey that I didn't see coming at all at this point in my life, but I'm thrilled about it. I have to just check in every now and then. Cause I'm like, is this really happening? Like, mm-hmm. am I really in this relationship? Am I really in love like this? And it's a whole new level of love because of the honesty that we're stepping into. And I think because of what we recognize in each other, that we're both showing up, doing the work, willing to be in those uncomfortable spaces and know we're going to come out on the other side, even when it feels like you're not, even when you don't feel like you're going to get through it, you do. And so we've got enough experience now to, to trust that. And I trust myself above all else. And that's been a big part of my journey in the last six months and not trusting, like we say, we trust our partner. Yes, you do. But, um, I also deeply trust myself Mm -hmm. and that's, I'm going to be okay. If I speak my truth, I'm going to be okay. If I speak my boundaries, I'm going to be okay. If he doesn't show up the way that I need a partner to, I can either express it or perhaps it isn't aligned anymore, Mm -hmm. you know? And so we're, we're getting to a new level of honesty. That's just so powerful in all ways and sexually too. And so I'm able to talk about all these things with him and do things that push me. He's able to do things that push him. Your list was a big part of that. Just, it came at a time as things do for us where he was fresh out of rehab. And we were like, let's do this. Let's talk about these things. I mean, we came up with things that weren't on the list, you know, and like, we were like, huh, which is, it's a very comprehensive list. Um, (laughs) Very. There's a few questions I have still that I'm like, what is it? We had to Google some things. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, but you know, like there were there were things like we each enjoy someone like talking dirty to us, but we we aren't good, we don't think we're good at doing it. So we've each had to push ourselves in that way to show up for the other person and to push and explore and get really honest about 
what do we really want? What, what do we really truly desire? And that's been really a great exercise that gets you honest in so many ways and gets you out of judgment. And it spills over into your relationship and helps you function in a more honest way across the board. And that's been a beautiful thing for me to embrace throughout my life. And for us to just start this year saying, yeah, we're going to show up as honest as possible. And at the end of the day, check in and go, is there anything I didn't say? Is there anything I'm holding back? Mm. Because I, I want to see what's possible in that direction. I want to see what's possible for our own you know, sexual development. I want to see what's possible for intimacy. I want to see what's possible when you are that truthful, what's possible. They say so much about getting curious and I'm very curious about that. Like what happens then? What happens? Just if you just say it, what happens? So a lot of people have a lot of fear around that and it's, it's a difficult place to get to, to let go, but just like going down the mountain the more you do it, the easier it gets. It's a muscle that you exercise. It's a practice. You fall, you get back up, you do it again. And that's life. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. So I'm really curious after hearing all oh, that. Thank great. you. About what you are now developing your relationship. There's this openness, there's this commitment to truth and honoring and devotion and all of those things. And, and I so love what you said about, and I'm going to paraphrase here, being able to show up so fully in a relationship because you trust yourself. I've written about this quite a bit that I, people ask me about jealousy and people ask me about insecurity and different things like that. Uh, and, and if that's present for me and if that's present in my life and the first thing that comes up is I, I have been through for my short 33 years on earth, I've been through enough things and made it through the other side that I'm good. Mm-hmm. I know, I know like the, the thing could be, you know, and I could look at it, something could happen to me and it could be of the same vein of something that's happened in the past or something totally different, bigger, crazier, or whatever. And I have this deep faith and knowing and trust that I will get through the thing. I have done enough work on myself and I am enough, uh, I'm privy to my traumas, triggers, habits, patterns, and I have enough tools and I have the community, even if the community disappeared, like I have enough within myself to go, I'm good. Yes. Even in my relationship with, with Jordan, everything that we've created, it could be gone tomorrow and I know that I would be okay. And that's something that's super confronting and also very relieving, I think, in relationships. You know, for Jordan, if he were in the room, he'd pro- it would probably sting just to hear it because like, it's like, oh, everything we've built and everything we've created and there's so much potential and all this. But if it's gone in a second, he'd probably feel it. We'd feel it for like a second and then we'd go in an exhale and we'll be okay. We know mm-hmm. that we'll be okay. And there's something really beautiful. Like I can fully relax with him in partnership because he doesn't need me on a level that's like, I need you for survival. I've already been in those relationships where I have exchanged this energy of, I need you to survive. I don't know who I am without you. I don't know who I am at all. And so that like desperation and that need and, and all that has been present. And then I've swung the pendulum completely in the other direction where 
I've been saying, you know, I've, it's not even compassionate detachment. It's you, it's avoidance and you can't get close to me and because I'm protecting myself. Yes. So this is a very different place to get to where it's mm-hmm. like, I love you and I want you and I'm okay without you. I've got me. So like, it's really beautiful to hear that come from you. And, and of course, to like feel my own story in that. And I'm just, uh, and I'm sure there's so many people that are listening that are like, yes, or they might be in a place of like, they, they feel that desperation or they feel that, uh, attachment, like mm-hmm. in that kind of, uh, like tracted way. And maybe this conversation they'll hear and they'll get curious, like you said, and well, what does this mean? Yes. For me. Yes. And, and I've been, I've been in that contracted space just recently, you know, with him in addiction, I felt like I lost my shine. I lost myself. I've, it was all about him. It was all about this addiction. And, and I wasn't trusting myself because I was like, something's wrong. I'm so confused. It was just a really weird time to go through, especially when I've done all this work. And I was like, now I got this figured out. <laughs> oh, yeah. life, is, life is always like, oh, do you think you have it figured out? Wait, you're wondering? Here you go. And so, <laughs> and so, um, so, you know, I, you're going to go through it and that's okay. Again, it's necessary. And I am able now to look at that and value it. Uh, but it was weird and hard in the, in the interim, because I had a moment where I was like, I, I know I've got this, but I don't feel like I've got this right now. This meaning me. I'm touching my, my chest and my stomach right now. Like, and so I had to do some extreme self-care. I called it to get back in touch with that and to really like find myself to get back to that. I'm going to be okay space. Cause I know it's there. I know it's there. It is there. No matter who you are, what you're doing, where you are, it, it is there. Mm-hmm. Trust that it's there. Even when, and even when I had that breakdown in Sedona and, you know, I fell apart there was this tiny little part of me that was like, you know, you know, it's there, you know, it's, you know, it's there. Right. Like, so listen to that whisper. It's just a tiny ember. You can blow on it. It's going to get bigger. Just sit there. Uh, yeah. yeah. Just blow on that ember. Yeah. <laughs> on the other, mm-hmm. on the other side of that trust and knowing and how you just described, you know, you and Justin coming together and feeling more connected and more in love and that you've just gone through the won't, won't, won't list. And, mm-hmm. you know, this is a big year ahead. Um, and I have a client right now that I'm helping her prep for her 50th birthday. That's in May and getting to speak with her about what it means. She, knows she's, she shares things like, it feels so silly that I'm so wrapped up and like, what am I going to do? And how do I want to, how do I want to celebrate this time in my life? And I'm like, this isn't silly. This is huge. This is such a life milestone, you know, like that's Mm -hmm. such a potent time for reflection and decision-making. And then there's so much life still to live like a whole other life times two yeah. could possibly happen, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, so I know that the, I'm already experiencing at the age that I'm at, like that, the significance of that in the future. So, you know, the yeah. place that you're at and in your relationship and everything, what are you excited to try and what are you excited to explore a little bit more? And I know that you've said that there's been some reservations and it still feels mm-hmm. like crunchy and sticky at times. But I know that a lot of people feel exactly the way that you describe that you have been feeling. And even in the midst of so much growth, still feeling like, oh, this sex stuff is still really figuring it out. Um, what are you inspired by? It might still be kind of a dark path ahead-ish, yeah. but you're inspired nonetheless. Um, thank you for this question. It's a good one. What am I excited about? And one thing that I do try to keep in mind, no matter what, and it 
it is a useful little tool. You probably already do this, um, but I would encourage you to do it all the time, no matter what age you are. Think about yourself 10 years ago and think about how young you were and how much you still had in that next 10 years and how far you've come. And, or think about yourself five years ago, pick an age, doesn't matter. And I do that. I'll think back and I'm thinking, okay, remember that 10 years from now, I'm going to look back at myself right now and think about how hot, young, beautiful, whatever, still had so much going on, still had so much to learn. I'm going to look back at myself and see myself that way. So I retain perspective that way. Like a lot of times I'm like, in 10 years, you are going to look back at yourself and think you're the hottest fucking bitch at 50. So like stay in that moment, you know, stay in, you, you're going to look back on yourself and be a lot kinder to yourself than you are right now. So I try to just do, use that little future perspective, let's call it, to keep uh, myself feeling good feeling youthful, feeling alive, feeling curious, feeling like learning, feeling like looking forward to stuff, you know, and 50, I mean, when you're 70, 50 sounds young. (laughs) So, I mean, everything's relative. Mm -hmm. And so what am I looking forward to? I, I am looking forward to this whole sexual exploration thing. I think It's cool to be able to say, oh my God, at 50 was when I started having the best orgasms of my life. Like what? People would be fucking damn inspired by that, you know? And like, I just learned what a dope ass relationship feels like after being married twice. You know, I just like, am coming into myself. I am glowing more than ever. Like I'm looking forward to being my best self at 50 period. Like that sounds to me phenomenal. And then just continuing to get better, which scares me a little, not Mm going to lie, because, you know, it's getting older and I look in the mirror some days and I'm like, "Uh oh, I'm going to pull this up. I need to, you know, like pull my neck up. See, I'm just (laughs) doing that in the zoom right now. I'm like, oh, my cheeks look better. And so (laughs) where my jowls gone. So, you know, it's, there's, there's, especially with women, that thing about getting older, but, um, the more you can really love where you're at, the better you're better off you are. And so just again, retain that perspective, just future self it and be like, oh yeah, I'm going to look back and think I looked great then. So remember that no matter how bad you think you look right now in 10 years, you're going to think you look great. Yeah. So remember that. And, um, and I'm just, I'm very excited to develop my podcast. I'm very, very excited to see where this goes. That is my life calling. When you said, yeah, I was just stepping into stuff in my late forties. Yeah, I was finally the music and the radio and all the stuff I'd done, motherhood even, you know, all of it made sense. It finally made some kind of sense. The puzzle pieces fit together. And I was like, oh, I see a common thread and it's my voice and it's my truth and cool. And, and I, and now I'm experienced enough to actually be good at this. Mm -hmm. And so that felt really, really great. And so I am very excited to develop that. I've always been always, I would say in the last 15 years, I've been like juggling a lot of balls, like, um, and a lot of people probably listen to this and think you could go in so many different directions. And sometimes we pick up a lot of different threads like, oh, I'll create a course and I'll write a book and I'll start a podcast and I'll, you know, have a community and I'll have a Facebook group. And, you know, there's a lot of different directions we can go. 
And I stepped back and was like, no, I'm going to set a lot of things down and just focus more on this. And so I'm very excited as I get more directional in what I really see as my life's purpose, which I'm just stepping into. I mean, there are people that figure out their purpose long before this. So way to go. Some of us don't, and that's okay. And so I am now. And so I needed all those necessary steps. And so um, I'm very, very excited about that to see where honesty can take me, to see how... I can grow me and Justin's relationship into like something so fucking epic because it already feels so epic. And I mean, he's just an epic human and inspires. And so I, I'm just excited to see what happens and to take it one day at a time, not get too carried away to in the 10 years mess of it, you know, just like, just like enjoy the ride more fully and, and stay really directional and purposeful about mm. my life. I feel more intentional than ever. Oh, good. And I Thanks. know, and I think like you, thank you for mentioning the podcast and all that too, because I know that to say, you know, I'm really excited to go on this sexual exploration. It's like, okay, well, I don't really know what that's going to look like. And, uh, you know, for, for you, it's like, you're going to wind up trying some things. And if, oh yeah, and the little that I do know about you up to this point, if I had to guess, you're going to share it publicly in some way. <laughs> I was just way. thinking about what I did this morning. I was like, oh, let me tell her what I did. <laughs> yes. well, you know that this is a show for it. Um, yeah. Um, well, I'm, I had a phenomenal episode that's coming out uh, right now. I'm not sure when this airs, but it's coming out now this month. I'm trying to do some sex every month on my show. Yeah. And uh, Kimmy Inch and Casey. Casey Neal are on together. They're phenomenal. And we mm-hmm. talked a lot about speaking during sex mm-hmm. and communication and So I tried it today. Like I said, from your list, we were trying to show up for each other. And this morning, you know, we woke up kind of early and we were having sex and, um, and I just decided to go ahead and tell him a whole sex fantasy that I know he has, but just relay it back to him in his ear, my own words, and just, you know, really feel it. And it was fantastic. I was so proud of myself too, for speaking and voicing and saying things that I knew he really liked and he loved it. And so did I. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm already doing things that I've never done before. So yeah. So good. Well, you heard it Mm -hmm. here first, y'all. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I know that you will share those things very publicly and openly. Some of the things I won't, you know, I won't say all for you. Um, so for those that are listening that really appreciate and enjoy Amy's story and the way that she shares and how she shares and her commitment to how she's showing up and all of that, which is totally in service, whether that's in to service um, or in service to the people who are listening or in service to yourself, Amy. So um, yeah. if you want to go on the ride, then I think out of all that, what I'm hearing is you're inviting people to come and also listen to your message being shared on your show, which is the Amy Edwards show. For sure. Thank you very much. I think it would resonate with a lot of your listeners too, because I'm incorporating this sexual aspect into a lot of other things. I mean, I find myself talking about it more and more, and I've even gotten some listener response where they're like, that pushes me out of a comfort zone. And I'm so glad you're talking about it. Mm -hmm. So I am going to talk openly and frankly, from my perspective about it, uh, you know, which is which is what it is. Right. Yeah. So, um, and I'm not an so expert good. at it. I am more the person learning from you and I'm excited that to have had you on, to be able to learn from an expert like you, to learn from other experts, 
that's what my show is all about. It's about learning and transforming and up-leveling our lives at any age. Totally. And I love having people like you, granted you are unique in and of yourself, but I love every so often having someone who's going to share the realness of the story because I have people who are experts in the field. Oftentimes Mm -hmm. they are so advanced in their knowledge and their information, what they're sharing on the show. And I really love every now and then getting to have someone come on the show that's sharing solely from personal experience, like just the realness of who they are and what they are experiencing and doing. Cause like I said, sharing this kind of information and sharing in this way and sharing so vulnerably and from your heart and sharing your truth is not easy to do it publicly. Certainly that's like even far out there for so many people. And I appreciate you for taking the time to share your story and your truth and your message. And I appreciate the invitation that you have for all of our listeners too, that if they resonated with you to find you Instagram, the Amy Edwards show as well. On the- uh, Instagram is at real Amy Edwards. At yes. Real Amy, at real Amy Edwards. Edwards, but you can find my show anywhere. The Amy Edwards show. It's streaming on all platforms and I am on TikTok at the magic babe and um, find the show anywhere. Yes, please, please let me know what you think. And yeah. I'm just thrilled to be here today to be able to learn from you again, to share with you that everything is okay. Wherever you are on this journey, it, it you know what? remember that you've come through it before you're going to come through it again. And Mm. everything's going to, everything's okay. Everything's okay. Uh, Right now. Everything is just okay. Right. And so your journey is beautiful and specific to you. And so I want to just say, thank you so much for everything today. I so enjoyed it and so enjoyed connecting with you. I can't wait till we meet in real life. I know. I know Mm -hmm. it's a matter of time. I can feel it. I'm hugging you from right here. Uh, yes. So thank you so much. And, and uh, I do encourage everyone to listen to our episode as well, because it is phenomenal. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Right, thank Amy, you. Until next time. Until next time. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you loved it, be sure to subscribe. So you never miss a new episode. And if you extra, extra loved it, make sure to leave a five-star review. I'll see y'all next week.